0: To the area, Jancic, stamp through, chance, shot, goal! Full stop Unbelievable scenes in the Inverid Army!
1: Goal!
2: Oh! Goal. oh. <laughs> what a oh. goal! Hello and welcome to Scarves Around the Funnel, the podcast dedicated to the only remaining unbeaten team in the Scottish Premiership, Heart of Midlothian. I am Laurie Dunsire, joined once again firstly by Mark Donaldson.
0: Hello, um, actually good evening for the first time in, in God knows, I'm actually in Scotland, um, I've I'm operated on no sleep whatsoever. Since leaving Boston about this time last night. Um, so I've traveled a fair distance. I feel like Ryan McGowan, but this time there's a purpose to me actually traveling, unlike Ryan on international duty, who it's <laughs> just he's a good teammate. So that's what I want to be today. A good teammate. Because we've we we're playing second fiddle, third fiddle, fourth fiddle today to our two <laughs> guests, Mr. Dunsire.
2: Yes, we are joined, of course, by Ryan McGowan, firstly, who just had to throw Tom Rogic out of his room, I think, before starting this.
0: Out of his room.
1: Yeah, we have adjoining rooms, so he's my he's my good buddy in the in the camp. So he uh, didn't want to join the podcast, unfortunately. So we had to settle for um, Cammy, unfortunately.
2: Well, wow! I, th- I think the terms of the podcast where you had to play for an unbeaten team in the Scotland oh, in go. the Scottish cool. Premiership, so. Tom Rogic did not qualify.
1: The but- future Champions League
0: winners. <laughs> yeah. yeah. None, none of this intro nonsense, that I want to know, kami where do you plan to put your league winner's medal when you win it next, at the end of kind of May? And then what are you going to do with your Champions League winner's medal the following year? Tell me.
3: Where
2: am I going to keep him?
0: Aye. Oh,
3: They'll have to go over to my mum and dad, won't they? There you go. Brilliant. <laughs>
2: So we are delighted to be joined by Cammy Devlin, of course, of Heart of Midlothian. How are you doing, Cammy? Yeah, really good. Thank you for having me. I'm I'm looking forward to it. No, we're we're pleased to have you on. It's good to have the best Australian player ever to play for <laughs> Heart of Midlothian <laughs> on that the podcast.
1: St- st- it took what less than two minutes for that to come out. all <laughs> that I think. Very debatable. Well, Dylan,
0: Dylan McGowan's on as well, is he? <laughs> <laughs> wow kami, C- by the way, is, is this the highlight of, the, of your week in a week that meant you went top of the table for a period on Saturday and then were at Anfield for Liverpool-Manchester City? This surely has to be the highlight of your week appearing on scarves around the funnel.
3: Yeah, 100%. I think, um, yeah. I think I was buzzing when Gauza texted me, asked me to come on. So, yeah, we'll say it was the highlight of this week. The weekend, we don't have the <laughs> highlight of this week.
2: <laughs> we will be chatting to Kami, of course, about... Anything that might come up is, is time at heart, so albeit it's been brief so far, is career today. And we've got a whole bunch of questions that we've been sent from um, social media. And yeah, I'm sure Ryan, Mark, and myself will think of a few things over the next hour or so as well. Okay, first up, Cami, I suppose uh, we would normally review the game from the weekend, Hearts against Motherwell. We haven't bothered to do that between us. So Um, I guess we'll get your perspective on it, because it was another big win, but against a tougher opponent. I think it showed, um, certainly from my perspective watching the game from the stands, it showed that this team have quite a bit of character, quite a bit of determination about them, as well as having a lot of quality.
3: Uh, Yeah, I completely agree, to be honest. I thought the Livingston game, I thought we played really well and dominated for Probably the whole, the whole more majority of the game, and then we we knew going into Motherwell they um obviously were coming off a busy week against two of the probably better teams in the in the league, and then um coming up against us we knew it was going to be a tough battle. They obviously on a bit of a roll, um and it was to be fair it was a tough game. Um I think when we played we played our football and played played like played good passes and you know built up well. I think we looked really effective, but I think um. Against them, they didn't. They didn't look to play too much football. They were just knocking it long, and they're, they're quite a big physical team. So it was definitely tough. But I think getting two early goals, um obviously in the first half, definitely put us in good stead.
2: Showing your attacking threat as well, winning a penalty. Uh, have you have you enjoyed both parts of that game? We've seen you winning the ball, doing the defensive stuff, but we've seen you getting forward quite a bit in some of your some of your minutes you've had for Hearts so far.
3: Yeah, hundred um, percent. Back home. In the A League, obviously, I, with the position and the the formation we played, um, I didn't get much freedom to go forward, which was obviously there's different formations and you get different roles, and that was my role not to get forward too much. And um, but but here the gaffer obviously wants wants either me or Benny to to get in the box or whoever steps in um, whoever plays in midfield. So someone's job is to to try and get in the box, and um, obviously I'm really enjoying that. I think a big strength of mine is obviously my defending. And, and winning the ball back and that's something that I'm really trying to focus on as well but if I get a bit of freedom to go forward and hopefully add a couple goals or a few assists here and there that's that's something that I'll that I'll try and do and yeah really enjoying just having a bit of freedom and being able to you know get get high up on the pitch.
0: Hearts penalty con anger was mind games says Motherwell star Callum Slattery says he and heart star Cammy Devlin both knew the penalty shouldn't have been given a, that sounds bollocks, and B, what did you say to him?
3: <laughs> no, I definitely, t- to honest, I said in one of my interviews, I said if it was anywhere over the pitch, I, I would have gone down. I don't think if I tried to stay up, I don't think I could have, but obviously when you're in the box and you've got a chance to win a penalty, you're going to, I think any, anyone with half a brain would probably try and win it. So I don't really think it wasn't a pen, but we missed, so it doesn't really matter. Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> what did what, you say to him?
3: Nah, we're just we're going at it all game to be fair. He was kind of giving it to me and I was obviously just giving it back to him a little bit and um, when when he gave the pen away I just you know got up him a little bit. I don't really I don't I don't know if it's appropriate or really remember what I said to be honest, but
1: um, <laughs> You're a yeah, rascal.
0: Yeah, you You're a bit of a You're rascal. A rascal. <laughs> <it>. <laughs> yeah, he,
1: he's a pest on the field, percent And he's a pest off the field as well. Nah, I promise I'm a good bloke off the
0: field.
2: No, that's good. I think, I think fans um, buy into that, and I think that's partly why you're, you're already very popular. I mean, one person that you're, you're also popular with seems to be your midfield partner, and um, Ryan, a different one, this is from Twitter, it says, what's it like playing with Benny, and can you see a strong partnership growing? Because there seems to already be a really good rapport between the two of you. Um, yeah,
3: I think Benny, um, his qualities obviously speak for himself and the way he plays on the pitches. It's really, really impressive to be honest. When I was watching before I actually come over here, when I was watching the games, he was he was a standout, and I think the fans would agree with me on that, um, and the boys in the team. Um, so for me to be lucky enough to play play with him and form a form a partnership is yeah, he's really good, and I think we're doing quite a good job. And I know I've said before, if any of the any of the midfielders in the whole squad uh, were to step in, um, everyone everyone's capable, and everyone's yeah, that's that's something that I've noticed over here. Everyone that obviously is on the bench or um, it unfortunately, doesn't make the squad. They're all they're all top players, and they're like it, that's that's a big difference that I've I've noticed over here. But for me, at the moment, being lucky enough to play with Benny in the midfield is is yeah is really good. I think we're doing a good job, and hopefully, we can just build on that and keep it going.
1: We got a question from uh, Angus Blacklock, who's wrote, "What has surprised you about the Scottish game, and so far, obviously, you've only played two games, but I know you watched." Um, a couple of games from the bench, and then obviously when, once you'd signed, you watched the start of the season. Has there anything that's sort of surprised you from the Scottish game, coming from the greatest country in the world?
3: <laughs> yes, the greatest country in the world. But um, yeah, there's been a couple of things to be honest. Obviously, um, the you play a lot more games over here, so the the training load um, kind of has to like follow suit of the game. So the the training's been a lot tougher and a lot more sessions than what I what I would really usually be used to but i'm really enjoying that and obviously i think i'm adapting quite well so like yeah there's just a lot more sessions during the week and they're a lot more intense and a lot harder with a lot more volume through the week so that's that's something that i've had to adapt to but i feel like um feel like i am doing quite well and just the pace obviously i've only started two games but the pace of the game um and like the pressing side of it is a lot more hectic and a lot more full-on i think the boys over here are probably a bit fitter in in the fact of they can they can press harder and um, run about for a, a lot longer, which, um, yeah, is just another thing that I'll have to adapt to and get used to. But I think it's just going to make me a better player. So there are a couple of things. And, um, yeah, I think it's definitely a, a good step for me in the, in the right direction to, to hopefully having a great, great career with Hearts. and, um, yeah, definitely a step up and just really enjoying it, to be honest.
1: Yeah, you just touched on there the training load. Can you just say, you know, you've got a game Saturday to Saturday. What's your usual week? Um, you know, when's your day off? When's your double sessions? How does that kind of work out?
3: Saturday to Saturday, we would have we would have Sunday off. It just depends, really. But or probably recovery on Sunday, But like play Saturday, recovery on Sunday, maybe Monday off, and then we'll train Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Tuesday and Wednesday will probably be doubles, and then Thursday, Friday, or even Thursday we'd have gym. Like like today, for example, was um, two on. <laughs> sessions in a, a session in the gym so they call it a double but i would call it a triple i thought it's just <laughs> a lot more sessions but um yeah i think this weekend will be uh we've got a few days off so i think i'm gonna the body needs that
0: <laughs> cammy i always like to take fans behind the scenes at the football club where they can't get we can't get but you can and, and you're able to answer talk to me if you wouldn't mind about about the roles that robbie nielsen has that Gordon Forrest has, that Lee McCulloch has, and, and Stephen Naismith, and how they all have their own separate roles. Who does what? And who do you kind of spend most of your time hearing from at training? Who's kind of got the loudest voice out of that four?
3: Um, well, obviously, the, the gaffer is the one that oversees everything. He makes all the decisions and um, obviously speaks to the media and the press and all that. So he he's obviously the, run, the one that I'm sure designs the sessions and you know like i said makes all the calls but the in terms of actually running the session it's um gordy and um and lee they 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 run the sessions majority of the time obviously the gaffer instructs us in in what to do in certain certain areas but they're the ones that mainly run the session and obviously um especially with with his recent career that has just finished he he does a bit as well in terms of running the sessions and maybe doing like extra little bits with the boys I know myself um, with the career that he's had and me watching him from back home is someone that I want to learn as as much as I can off um, and just, you know, pinch his, like, pick his brain and just find out little, little information about how I can become better. And, um, yeah, they've all got their own like, own individual roles. But, yeah, like I said, the gaffer's is the one that makes all the decisions. And then the, the other three kind of just run, run the, the drills, the passing drills, the possession drills um, throughout the week.
0: You're pretty new to this football club, but you've settled in really well and the fans have have really taken to you. We've spoken a lot on this podcast over the last probably three years about Hearts teams, certain teams in the past, going to Glasgow. And a lot of them, this isn't just over the last two or three years, this is many, many years going way before Ryan's time with the club. A lot of them have been beaten or it seemed they have been beaten before they've even got off the bus because they don't believe that they can go to Glasgow and, and take something. This heart squad seems different. Is it because of the young or the, the age group of it? Is it because of the hunger? Is it because of kind of Devlin and Benigny not giving a fuck in midfield and just getting in about them? What is it that makes you think you can go to Ibrox a week on Saturday or a week on, I think yeah, a week on Saturday or a week on Sunday and come back, not only with a decent performance, but actually having a go and trying to get all three points?
3: Um, yeah, I, I know from a personal point of view, I'd no matter what team I play for, whether obviously I'm lucky enough to be a part of a, a winning team at the moment, but whether I'm um, at the bottom of the table or at the top, I would never personally go into any game thinking I'm not going to win. That's just the kind of attitude that I I like to have. And I, I'd like to think that the people around me um, do. And I know coming into a club like Hearts, obviously, I know we've just been promoted, but we're, we're second on the league. And I have said before, we're second on the league for a reason. And I've only been a part of a a few of the games Um, and obviously the boys before me, the ones that um, were playing before me have done such a good job to get us in a position that we are. And yeah, we're there for a reason. So there's no reason um, why we can't go to Ibrox. Obviously it's, it's going to be tough. And I've said before, it will probably be the toughest challenge that we've, we've had to face this year, but um, we will go there with a game plan, with confidence that with, 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 with what the gaffer wants us to do if we do that correctly and, and how we're supposed to and how we know we can then, and there's no way, no reason why we can't come away with the result. And and there's yeah, that's that's something that we'll want to do. I I personally would never want to settle for a draw or just go there and think we're going to get beat because that's like why would you bother playing? So that that's the plan. But um, yeah, we'll be going full of confidence, like I said, we're up there for a reason. So hopefully we can uh, we can do that.
2: Yeah, I looked at the quote you said. Um, <clears throat> I've done my research and everyone knows about Celtic and Rangers. But when people ask if we can win the league, I would say why not? And I think that's a feeling that a lot of fans really um, appreciate and what they want to hear uh, at Hearts and probably what fans of, you know, Pebs and Aberdeen would would as well. It's not an expectation that Hearts will win the league, but I thought that, well, why not? Why couldn't we win the league? Now, is that uh, uh, we're not going to get into, you know, plans or expectations in terms of what's been spoken about, but is that the feeling of you in the dressing room that, you know, you're not saying there's going to be an expectation to win the league, but you're going to give it a go.
3: Yeah. 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 A hundred, like 100%. Well, yeah. We're like, we're not thinking or third or fourth will be, be a good result. Um, Obviously it would be because the situation of the club, we've just come up and whatnot, but yeah, if we, if we go into, if we win every game, which, which we go into believing we can, um, then you're going to end up at the top of the league at some stage. So um, I know the belief isn't just from me. I know it's from, from the staff all the way down to every single player. We, we're training super hard and we've got such a tight knit group that, that just proper believes that we can do something special. And I, I'm just grateful to be a part of that and um, just join a winning culture that, um, yeah, well, hopefully we can, we can continue it for the whole season. Obviously it's a long season, but we're only going to get better. I think as a team and obviously all the, all the squad's going to be going to be needed to be used. And, and like I said, um, every player is is more than capable to step in and do a do more than a good job. So honestly, I, I mean it when I say it, why not? And, and that's 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 the plan anyway. We're just we've got such a good group, and the staff have been unbelievable—not um, only to me, but all the boys.
1: So, yeah, hopefully we can we can just continue it. You, you just touched on it there about the tight knit group. Um, there's a question from Ann Waddle that says, "Why does he think he and Taylor Moore get on so well?" There's a bit <laughs> of a a bit of a bromance between uh, used to happening, I think.
3: Yeah, no, nah, there there is a little bit of a bromance, I guess you could call it. Uh, we obviously came. Um, I think he got here a day before me and we got shown around the around the club and around the stadium um on the same day and then we went into the city and toured around. Obviously we didn't know each other, but that's how you get to know people, isn't it? We're a similar age, we we have similar interests, we, we yeah, we get along really well and like well, like I do with all the boys, but he's obviously one that I've I've warmed to quite well and um yeah, we we're around each other's houses. Cooking cook well he's probably cooking for me more than I'm cooking for him, but um <laughs> No, we've got a little bit of a romance, and he's a legend, and and I feel like he's doing really well since he's since he's come in too. So it just makes it makes it a lot better and a lot more fun for the both of us.
2: A couple of questions, Joel, can kind emerge of into one here. You and Pringle had mentioned um, how does the level of coaching compare in Scotland to Australia, and Jill Davis had also mentioned how does the Scottish Premiership compare to the A League? So. How does that compare in terms of um, the playing standards? Uh, I guess the, the teams, the crowds, the coaching—all in. Have you have you noticed a big difference coming over here?
3: Yeah, big time. I think I think just the culture of, and I'm sure gals all agree with me. He's obviously played here and played played back home. So the just the culture of the actual football is just so different. You walk around the streets and you just everyone everyone you speak to or anyone you you run into wants to talk about football, whether they know that you're a Hearts player or not. They just they absolutely live and breathe it, whereas back home and and that's just what it is like. Back home, there's there's so many other sports that are probably the number one, um, and football just unfortunately falls a bit behind in in just the fan base kind of thing. So obviously playing at Town Castle is, I've said it before, and I actually mean it when I say it. It's something that I've never ever experienced before. It's it's so cool and so much fun, and for someone like me, just a just a young Aussie like coming over here, it's just the coolest thing and yeah I see am just having a good time when I'm out there just and the crowd's a big part of that, and obviously winning obviously helps out massively um but yeah just just the culture of how big football actually is and what it means to the the public the general public and the fans is is the biggest thing that I've noticed and then yeah the coaching the coaching similar i think I think um, you have your assistants, you have your gaffer and and that's all very similar you have your video sessions which which that side of it back home is really professional as well which. Which is the same here, so that that side of it's very similar. It's just the just the crowds is the biggest thing um, that I've noticed personally, um, and and like I said a couple of times there, just just the actual everyone here loves football. It's, it's crazy.
2: This is maybe a bit about your your character. We got so much um, general Kami love, and a lot of it was about um, just your. General demeanour on the pitch. Simon Withers, has, does he smile in his sleep? Robert White, do you ever stop smiling? Adam Youngs, why do you always look so happy? Is this, are you just really pleased to be here, Cami, or is this just the type of person you are? Which is great to see, by the way. Um,
3: I kind of, it's a kind of mixture of both. Obviously, um, coming, coming to Europe to play football and coming to such a, such a good club like Hearts is, is really a dream, dream come true for, for myself coming from Australia. Um, but I do like to think I'm, I'm a happy person um in general um probably a bit of a grump on the on the field opposition would say Gauza, but um,
1: 100% I told but, you're a pest
3: Yeah, but to play with i think i think it like i think it like it'd be good and i i do like to i think i play my best when i'm when i got a smile on my face and when i'm having a good time and i obviously i've been lucky enough to do that the past couple of games um so yeah that that's been that's been really good and yeah i I'd, I'd like to think i'm a happy person i i think that's that's pretty important to, to smile and just enjoy enjoy the life and enjoy when, you, when you're on the pitch.
1: I was just saying, I think sometimes Hearts fans um, underestimate sort of the size of club and and how good it is to actually be involved. You know, like Cammy said, we're from Australia and, you know, growing up as as kids, you want to play overseas, you want to play in the UK, you want to play in Europe and to get that opportunity and um, everything that Cammy's saying, it takes me back to you know, a couple of decades ago when I came across and it's just like you you have this opportunity or this platform to go and perform or to play at such a big club and it'd almost be silly of you to to take that for granted. So you just want to enjoy every game, every moment um, and yeah, long may it continue for your young Cammy boy and um, like I said, once we make the Champions League final, I'll be looking for a couple of tickets.
3: <laughs> no, you're... Yeah, you're <laughs> Fully spot on. I think for us growing up, like it's just you watch on TV. You wake up early, obviously, because the time difference. You're waking up at three, four a.m. to watch Champions League games, and you look at these these players, and like you're thinking, like it's 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 you do think it's so far away, because not only in distance, but also you know you're just in a completely different world, like in a league. Um, but then you know, getting the opportunity to come here is is so. So special and something that you just you you have to jump at. I think I'm I, I would not be on my own in saying any Aussie that got an opportunity to come to Europe um, would would just jump at it. And like I said a couple of times, I'm just lucky that it was such a big club and such a good club that's taken so much care of me. Um, so yeah, you you just got to jump at the opportunity, and that's why I, I am so grateful. I am so I am so happy to be here, and yeah, that's why even when I'm just out on the street, I'm trying to in, enjoy and you know see a different side of the world um enjoy it as much as i can and then obviously on the field work as hard as i can but just take it all in and make the most of it
0: right you work very hard at weekends or whenever hearts are playing we've got some work for you to do are you ready for this challenge yes okay (laughs) part of it is to do with a tweet from justin brown which a league player does tammy think would be a perfect fit at hearts i'm going to take it one step further can you persuade Nathaniel Atkinson, the right back at Melbourne City, who was in the Olympic squad with you, not to sign a new deal there and to leave at the end of his contract next summer and to join you at Hearts?
3: Nadiaka, I'm sure I'm telling you, if if he got the opportunity, he would. He um he's a class player as well. He's I think he's a year younger than me and he's done so well in the A-League and did well really well at the Olympics. Um unfortunately we're we're in different contract situations. I'm sure something would have would have happened for him But um, There's so Honestly If I Like individually There's so many players That could That could step up And make the move Not only to Hearts But just clubs All around Europe And Obviously um, Ryan Grant was here he Who's with Gauza now In the In the In the Socceroos camp And he's 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 someone that I think Has deserved And still deserves A chance to come over to Europe And he was training with With Hibs for about a month And done really Dark well.
1: side They're called the dark side
3: Yeah the dark side Sorry <laughs> But yeah, and obviously Nadiaka is is an upcoming right back that I yeah don't have a bad word to say about. He's such
0: a good player because it's an opportunity, as we've seen from Ryan, from Dylan, from you as well. What I think we we've uh, we've kind of seen um, in in recent kind of years at, at Hearts, and I wanted to to kind of go with a a tweet. I think it was Adam or someone posted this two years ago today. Hearts lost to Kilmarnock at home while starting no recognised strikers. Pereira and goal, Decamona Smith and Bera, Hickey, Demour, Irving, Whelan, Mulraney, Meshino, and Clare. Now, there are one or two talented players in there, but it didn't really have an identity. There wasn't kind of anybody in that team that Hearts fans could, could really get behind en masse, one or two individuals, but not as a unit. Is it something that, you think Robbie and Joe Savage are looking for players that are hungry to better themselves, to make that leap to the premiership and then to hopefully continue that progress elsewhere after they perform well. Is that a reason why Aussies who get it seem to be doing well at hearts?
3: Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd agree with that, to be honest. I think um, the Joe Savage and obviously the gaffer and the staff have, have tried to sign people. What I'd imagine you'd try to sign people that are, First and foremost, good people, which I can honestly say in the change room and, and around the club, there's not one person that I would feel uncomfortable having a conversation with. Everyone's just, just a good person and just a normal normal person, which for me, I think is the most important thing. And then obviously the mixture of players we got with, with our senior boys and and they just paved, paved the way for us young boys. I think there's been a and, – and, and the new signings, the couple of the young boys with Taylor and Ben and Alex Cochran all coming on loan and um, obviously Benny – um, and myself coming in i think we're just we're just young players that want to want to come come and pro- pro- prove prove ourselves in 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 a tough league and at such a good club we want it we just want to cement our cement our place and yeah like i said prove ourselves and and show that we are good players and um i think with with the mixture of of, of us young boys and um the, the seniority in the team and um just just all the good people around the club as a whole i think it it, it just um, obviously creates such a good environment to be in and a happy place to go into work every day. And in terms of the Aussies, I think for us, um, there's been a few that have come to hearts and um, they've, they've all said the same thing of, of how good a club it is and, and how obviously lucky we are to be here. And for us, like, like me and Gowser obviously have said um, to get an opportunity to come to Europe and play is, is the dream for every single Australian growing up. So when we get the opportunity, we don't want to ever let it slip and we just work so hard. And, and I think that's why I think that, 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 Aussie pattern continues at the club because you just, I think you kind of know what you're going to get.
2: Got a marriage proposal here. Hearts, though, says, uh, Would you take um, uh, their hand in marriage? Uh, Which we won't make you answer that. Uh, But also, what are the best and worst things about living in Scotland? Um, And from me, I I guess I would probably say, How are you handling the weather as we leave summer? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, I think that kind of speaks for itself. It's something that. I'm going
3: to have to just get used to one. I'll probably spend a lot more time in my flat than I, than I would at home. But um, no, I think the city, um, before I come here, I, I didn't really know much about, but everyone I spoke to said how good of a city it was and how much there is to do. And obviously coming here now and living and trying to get about as much as I can, I've, I've got to realise that for myself. It's such a beautiful city, obviously to look at. And um, just the places you can, you can see the castle, obviously the, the standard stuff is so beautiful and, um, there is so much to do which is which is so good of the restaurants and the cafes and and everything is so nice and that that I do love that about the city I love living here I think it's such a good city and obviously with the people that I've got close with and, and the boys in the team and that um, it makes it a lot easier because you've got people to hang out with and, and stuff like that but yeah I think um, for the next four or four, five months or so I think the weather's going to be something that I'm going to be battling with every day.
2: <laughs> well, Ryan Whitelaw actually says, who who has helped you settle in to life at Hearts in Edinburgh? So who, who are your pals just now in that team that have helped you, I guess, get used to life here and who you'd hang out with at the moment?
3: The boys that have come in with the, the lone boys and then Benny um, with Taylor, Ben Woodburn and uh, Alex Hockham, we've kind of been obviously we're new to the club, new to the city. None of us have ever been here before or well, they might've been here, but not, not to live. So um, we're just kind of been hanging out and, you know, seeing, seeing what's about and, and whatnot. But honestly, and I mean it when I say it, all the boys have been in their own little ways. They all have their, their own little ways to help you settle in and feel a part of it all. And they all have, whether it's to, you know, offer you to take you out for, for dinner or for a coffee or whatnot. And then obviously the young boys, you just kind of, we've been hanging out and, you know, going over to each other's flats and stuff. And, um, there's been people within the club. Um, Callum, Paul, who works for the club at the, at the stadium, has early on really, really helped me out and helped me settle in when I was obviously didn't know anyone and we were on the international break and stuff. So he's been class and so is, so is a number of people throughout the club. And obviously getting to know the boys and, you know, forming a leg on the field is, is just as important off the field. So um, that's, what, that's what I've been doing. And they're the boys that kind of got a lot close to.
0: Was that a Benny me tackle? That eh? noise <laughs> <It> just <laughs> oh. sounded like there was a bang, and I thought Benny was kind of because he's never too far away from you since you've come yeah. to the club. I just thought he'd launched into a tackle in the middle of a podcast.
1: Tell me um,
0: exactly. I mean, McGowan's going on, name dropping that he's got Tom Rogic in his room, but that's that's, that's an that's a podcast after dark episode. I'm trying to get him one. signed.
1: I'm trying to get him over. Take. It.
0: Can he the make the step up? Could he make the step yeah, up? Yeah, I was I was going to say I where would he know. play?
1: I said, yeah. I literally, just said to him. Once they make the top six and established, and we can see how he gets on, <laughs> then he might be able to make that jump up to the to the champions, the future champions. Eight in a row. No pressure. What a start.
0: No pressure at all. Um, let's let's take it away from, from, from that because I don't want too many headlines made. Um, what do you miss most about Australia? Vegemite, Tim Tams, um, Bundaberg lemon lime bitters that you can't get over here, Cami.
3: What do I mean? oh, um Twoies. They're going in, they're going into summer. So <laughs> probably, probably the beach. Um and and my family. But overall like I'm actually I'm actually ha- not like I am missing home of course, but not too bad. Not as bad as I thought I would be to be honest, just because of how much fun I'm having over here. But I think the beach and, and, and my family for sure.
0: Here's here's one that you know, I don't care if it puts pressure on you. It's up to you to answer it the way you you deem fit. Um because you've been very open and honest with us so far, and we appreciate that. In five years' time, Cammy Devlin will be finish the sentence, please.
1: Oh all right. SPL winner, Champions League winner.
3: Yes. An SPL winner, yes. Yes. With hearts.
1: Yes. Um, obviously.
3: Well, if I'm going to talk about if it was my dream, the dream of since my childhood dream was would be to play for Liverpool, and that is just the childhood dream. And but who knows, like whether, but oh, five years, yeah, I I, I wouldn't have a clue to be honest. I hopefully um, I would just have a by then have had a very successful career with Hearts and and done my bit for the for the club here. And 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 who knows if I if I'll be here or if I wouldn't, but. Yeah, hopefully, if my 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 time here, I've I've just done done the club well and had a good good success here. That that's the plan, really.
0: McGowan, as as someone who's had expert media training um, at Heart Midlothian as a as a teenager, how diplomatic do you believe that answer from Cammy was?
1: Very diplomatic. Um, hmm. I think I'll I'll speak on behalf of him. Obviously, he's come over to Europe and he's he started well, and I think if I'm advising him, like I have done since he's been blowing up my phone since he signed. I think the most important thing for him is to, one, play regularly at Hearts, which he's starting to do, and then kick on from there, become the best player at Hearts. And then with that becomes interest from other teams. And I don't think it's disrespectful to say to Hearts that they're a selling club because I think almost everyone in the world is now a selling club. So for Cammy, his role is to first and foremost play well, well for Hearts, which means that Hearts are doing well. Get interest from clubs down south or clubs across Europe, and and get a move which makes hearts money and progresses Cammy's career. Um, like you said, he wants to play for Liverpool. That there's there is no doubt. You look at Andy Robertson seven, eight years ago, and, and the path that he's come from. It's you know he might not go straight to Liverpool, but could do once we face him in the Champions League. But he might have to go to you know somewhere in the Championship or or lower end of the Premier League. And I think if he keeps Progressing the way he has done, and um, you know, touching on a little bit of his past. You know, he he was at Sydney FC, which is you know probably one of the biggest clubs or most successful clubs in the A League, and and he had a pretty cushy position in terms of you you probably weren't playing as much as as you wanted to, but he left Sydney to go to play to Wellington because he knew that he would get ninety minutes. He knew that he would play, and he backed himself to be able to perform, and in turn gets his move to Europe. So. You know that kind of gives you that mindset of he could have easily stayed at Sydney and you, you would have played eventually and, and you would have got more and more minutes, but you probably wouldn't have been a starting player. But it just shows you that mindset of him being like, well, listen, I'm going to leave home, Sydney, I'm going to move to Wellington, which is a different country, but the same league, it's complicated in Australia, to play those minutes and to become the best player that he could do. And he's he did thoroughly well at, at um, Wellington, gets his move to Hearts and you know, you then sort of reset your goals. It's to to be, like I said, be playing at Hearts, be playing well, and and get your move. And I think that's what everyone at Hearts is is wanting because for Cammy to get his move means he must be playing well at Hearts, and and that's what all the Hearts fans want to want him to be doing.
3: Yeah, I think yeah, you you pretty much hit the nail on the head. I think when I signed and the first one of the first things that Gaffer said to me, and he said it to me a few times, and and I know it's not only myself at the club. I know it's a lot of the boys that he signed because there's the ambition. So, you know, obviously, exactly, exactly what you said, do well at Hearts and then um, make the club money. So I know I'm not the only one um, in that boat. And that's obviously the plan. And hopefully with if I play well for Hearts, that's the only way that's going to happen. So like I said, that's my focus now because the only way I can make money for Hearts or, you know, have like do well for the club is to be playing well. So that's, that's the only focus I've got now. And then obviously the rest will take care of itself. So.
2: Daniel McIver messaged me. He just wanted me to tell you. Uh, He said, I love Cammy from the moment he came on against Ross County, and he's already my favourite player. Now, you made your debut up in Dingwall. Uh, What was that away crowd like? Because it's one of the fixtures that Hearts fans always look forward to because it takes a good five or six hours to get there, which means they're usually um, well-refreshed by the time um, they get to the ground, which always leads to a good atmosphere. Uh, what was that like for your debut?
3: Yeah, it was really cool, to be honest. I think I, I arrived here on a Friday and the, the Saturday, so the next day after I arrived here, the team versus Dundee United, and that was an away game. So I I obviously got the option to come or to, I was pretty jet lag or to stay, but I was super keen to go and just see what what it was like and get a taste, get my first taste live live for it. And to see the... See the awake fans that that we took to that game was this was so was so cool for me. I remember standing on the pitch when the boys were warming up and just thinking how cool would this to be to be in front of and like even just the warm-up was buzzing and I thought far out this would be this would be unreal. And then yeah, went to um, went to Ross County. We had Hibs uh, or the Dark Side. Sorry, Gow, <laughs>
1: we're uh, done
3: You're learning. Or and um, I, I didn't get on, but that that game was such a cool experience then um their their fans and our fans going at it for for the full 90 minutes and yeah to go to Ross County lucky enough to come on and get get decent game time I think I got 35 odd minutes and yeah the, the away fans especially when when we started to get a roll on in the last in the second half was where they were they were buzzing and they do actually I know it's a bit of a cliche when they say um they help you get over the line but it's seriously true as a player you you buzz off, you know. You win a corner or you win a throw in, and the crowd goes goes nuts. And you know, it just it just gives you that extra edge to um, keep going, or you know, maybe make a make a run or do a pass that maybe you wouldn't do if, if they weren't there. So it does it does, and for me personally, it does make a big difference. And yeah, that that experience was unreal for me. But um, the last two weeks being at home with with a full full crowd at Time Castle, they've they've been the the two that
1: I've I've loved the most. Here's a little uh, tricky question for you. What was the stadium called at Dundee United? What's Dundee United Stadium called? Oh. See if you're paying attention. If I'm, if I'm gonna be honest, I wouldn't have a clue. <laughs> I would not have a clue. Tanner dice for future references.
2: Ryan only knows because he's played everywhere.
0: Yeah.
1: Yep. Have played for both the Dundee teams.
2: Did you re- did you not relegate both of them?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I take offense to that, but I was part of of part of both those teams <laughs> at some point. <laughs> Yeah. Have you that scored was, there? Have yeah. I scored there? No, I've not scored there. Oh, no, yeah, I've scored at Tanner Ice for Dundee United. Yeah. Oh, I've done, I didn't score it. I've not scored at Dundee. Did they win? Uh, we one all. Against 1-0.
0: Inverness.
1: Yep, against Inverness. Yeah. There you go. We're down to t- we got sent, got, goalies got sent off after like 15 minutes. Um, enough about me and my goal scoring record. <laughs> well, that, that, that is about it. As far
0: That's as it. your goal scoring record. Is concerned, so it's a swift move on. Um, one of you is 23, the other's 32. What's the chance of you playing in the same team representing your national side along the road from Ryan at the World Cup next year in Qatar? Kami, is that is that the main kind of short term target success for, for hearts, regardless of where you finish and hopefully catch the eye of the Aussie coach? Yeah, that
3: is that is that's been probably the I think for any any player, whether they're representing Australia or any whatever country they're there from to represent your country is probably the pinnacle so for me I was lucky enough to go to the Olympics and that that was that was such a special experience and I didn't play much to be fair um, but um, just to just to be a part of it was so cool but to that's the under 23s but and I've never been in a part of the the first team and the national team so yeah to, the, coming over to Europe is definitely something that I think um enhances your chances but you've got to be playing and playing well to to still make that happen, so yeah, that is definitely one of my goals and one of my short-term and and long-term goals. I, I'll, I'll as long as it takes. I'm I'm happy to yeah. wait. I just wanna wanna get in there eventually. And um, yeah, there, there's some there's some quality players. Obviously, Gauza just had had one in the background of Tommy Rogic, and he's yeah he's similar position and such a good player. Been been around for so long and someone that I've been watching. And yeah, hopefully hopefully I can get in there. And um, now with the connection me and Gauza have got, I think it would be. Pretty cool to to be in there with him.
0: (laughs) Last question from me. I want to talk to you quickly about the the Hearts fans. You mentioned them briefly against Hibs and and how much the atmosphere inspired um, you, having not experienced it much before. We've been either following or commentating or or playing for Hearts for for many years. Rudy Scatchell made a huge impact when he came to the football club. You and Benny have made a huge impact since, since coming to the football club. And that really gets the fans on board. Are you aware of just how vociferous they can be and how much support you are getting, whether it's just social media or if you're out and about? How big a, a help have the Hearts fans been for you since you, you moved over to Scotland?
3: Yeah, it's definitely taken me by surprise, to be honest. I think think Benny probably, probably more so than me. He's been here, been here for longer and, and doing like unbelievably well. He's taken everyone by surprise. By storm and played played a, a handful more games than me and um, yeah definitely made a huge impact so he deserves every bit of praise that he's been getting because not only is he a good person but on the pitch he's been unbelievable and yeah for me coming over here not not really knowing what to expect I and um, yeah obviously I've played a couple games and the support I've been getting is yeah unbelievable and something that I didn't expect to be honest and it really um it's really humbling and something that I have such pride in and like I'm so so, like, I absolutely love it. I buzz off the fans, I think, without the, the stadiums empty, which we've obviously experienced back home, and a bigger difference experience an empty stadium over here. And for us players, I know the boys that, that were here um, that would have seen, feel, felt the empty, empty stadiums, and then. Um, feeling the fans back now they I'm sure if you asked them they'd be saying how much of a difference it makes and just having their support especially when you're you know putting ball in the back of the net is is unbelievable and for me personally the all the messages that I've been getting and um they haven't been unnoticed and um the support that I'm getting even when I'm just walking through the street and and on game day is is yeah seriously humbling and something that I'm yeah it's 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 so cool and I'm, I'm just so grateful for all of it because I didn't expect it and um, that that's just spurs me on to work even harder. To be honest,
2: right? Let's have a bit of fun um, before we let you go. Let's talk some of your teammates. Uh, Stuart Moody message us saying, "Does he know what products Barry Mackay uses in his hair? Because he he has got a fine mane, doesn't he?" <laughs>
3: <laughs> He's got nice locks, in him. I think. Uh, we 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 give it to him a bit about him looking like Jack Greenish, or yeah, <laughs> even trying to pop it, uh, play play similar to him and. Yeah, he's been doing un- unreal for us as well since he's come in and um yeah, I don't know the products he used but I could probably do with them to be honest.
2: <laughs> so in terms of your teammates, um you're in Edinburgh now. Hopefully you'll you'll get out and get out on the town. Who would be your wingman if you had to pick someone in that dressing room? <laughs> uh,
3: uh, I don't know. I don't want to get anyone in trouble.
1: <laughs> well, you oh, you're going to pick it's someone as the wingman it's just a wingman it's not doing anything
2: i don't know to be honest i think um, would you take ryan if he was around?
1: yeah if gaza was around i think i think he knows
3: every man and their dog around here so
1: i'm just grateful i heard he kept going around going i'm gaza's mate trying to get into places so (laughs) hopefully after a couple of games he can now say i'm cammy no i don't
3: know who'd be my wingman i think um definitely gaza if he was here i think that would be that would be a good time but in the team, just I'll just tell Taylor Moore because if I if I don't, he'll get upset with me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Angriest player
3: at the club, can oh on the field probably me, but uh, really well <laughs> to the opposition. Yeah, but I am I am happy. I'm having a good time, but I probably look. guys, I don't know. I look angry, don't I?
2: Angry Michael Smith always looks very. Who who did we have on who said Michael Smith is really angry?
3: Yeah, he's just he's not angry. He's actually a top fella, but he's just kind of just gets about his day to day work. You know what I mean. No no one's really angry to be fair with the goalie when you try and chip him in training. Oh, yeah, you'd never do that. Actually, (laughs) Ryan tried it. (laughs) I was young, I was young at the time. (laughs) Aaron McIneff dinked the dinked Craigie the other day. (gasps)
2: Is that why he's not getting a game?
3: (laughs) No, I think that, um, I don't know how that went down, but it was such a nice chip, though. It was too, it was too nice. Oh, he scored. Yeah, he scored it was a pen as well.
2: Hey,
0: did he not throw he the ball <laughs> Yeah, you can't
2: do that. You can't do that. Have you seen um the Scottish Cup final? The well, one my Gaza scored. No, no.
0: Ah, good boy. Oh, don't <laughs> oh, don't drop. Don't, don't encourage no, him. Have, have, you heard that? have you heard that before?
2: Oh god, he talks it's the only reason he comes on this show. End every show, he has to tell us a, a story about the cup final again. Um no, the last cup final, um the cup final last year. Uh, Oddson Edwards chipped the penalty uh, for Celtic, and Craig Gordon picked the ball up and launched it.
3: <laughs> oh no way! I yeah, I just I don't know that <laughs> I don't know if I've got it in me.
2: <laughs> oh dear! Um, who who in that team? Who's the joker? Is it you? Because on the pitch, it looks like you're the joker, or is it? Or is there someone else in the changing room?
3: No, the jokers in the team are definitely, and when they're together, it's. It's a wild combination. But <laughs> Jamie Walker and John Suter, them together, you just if they're hanging out and you see them just doing a cheeky little laugh, you've always got to be looking out for your stuff or something. They're always doing something, those two. It's so funny though.
2: How are you feeling ahead of ahead of the next game? We've got a wee break just now, but Rangers coming up. Are you are, are you feeling confident? Are you feeling optimistic? Is that the feeling in the camp?
3: Yeah, I am from a personal point of view, it's an experience that i like Playing at Ibrox, obviously it's one of the. I've read that it's one of the best and nicest stadiums to play in, to play out in Europe, and yeah, and it's it's an experience that I'm absolutely buzzing for. I, c- I cannot wait for it, and yeah, I'm confident, um, and I know I can speak on behalf of the whole club and saying that we we go there with with full confidence. I know I've said it before, but I actually mean it, and we'll go there and and hopefully try and try and play our football to in order to get the win because I feel like that's that's the, the that's going to give us the best chance. Because when we do play, I feel like we look like a proper. Proper football team, man. Sorry,
1: cool Cammy, mate. just quick one. What was your initiation song? Um, you in? I said Follow Me by Uncle Cracker. Give us a verse. Ooh.
0: Do you what know f- the
1: song? Yeah. Give us a verse. Mm-hmm. I can't remember
0: it. Not you.
1: Want to hear Cammy's ca- You know the go song. No, no, go on, sing it. Sing I'm it for just, us. Up. Go on, do it again. Is he
2: clicking his fingers? Yeah, you got to get it. I like it. I
0: like it. By the way, I I, I assume you didn't listen a couple of weeks ago, but McGowan was saying that they play like all the Aussie folk songs and, and kind of men at work in the changing room before games to get the Aussie national team pumped up. Are you really sure you want to play for Australia when you've got songs like... Waltz and Matilda, and Suddenly by Angry Anderson from Scott and Charlene's Wedding and Neighbours. Maybe, Maybe
1: we would have done it at the Olympics. Did you? Yeah, they get you going. Yeah. See.
0: Oh, which ones coming?
1: I come from a land down under. That's why. How does that get you going? So cliché. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, but it's actually on, Gauzer. It's on when you walk in the change room, eh? Yeah. So, t- see, I said they thought I was lying when I said it last week. But it doesn't I mean-
0: make it any good, Gauzer. Hey- you can't just you get. Well, hold on, Laurie. Guys, you can't just throw that at Cammy and say, what was your? Let's turn this table around. What was your initiation song and give us a verse of that?
1: There you go, man. um At hearts. Oh. Uh huh. It was yeah, like 1980s. Yeah, this is of, yeah, was, was two, this early. When would it have been? 2000? Oh, Sydney. Sydney. Nine. Sydney didn't do one. I was a big dog in Sydney, so I just said, I'm a dormant. Oh. No one oh. told me. <laughs>
0: <Whoa>. <laughs> no,
1: Sydney didn't have one. Sydney didn't do it. They didn't have one when I went there. No Shandong. No, none of the other clubs. My go to summer of 69. Oh, yeah. one, one
0: verse.
1: Uh, what was put me that? On the spot here. <laughs> Trying to think. Yeah, How cool. does it start again?
0: The oh, first
2: seats. Come on. No, uh, <laughs> oh,
1: do, 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 do,
0: and
1: come on, McGowan. Played it till my fingers bled. <laughs> was the summer of 69. Me and some guys from school had a band, we had a band and, we and we tried real hard. Real hard
0: yeah, but then Jimmy what you need. Quid and yeah. got
1: See? But you need some of the boys to kick on. But Tommy was having none of
0: that, by the way. Well, and, uh, It's different now. now. Yeah. When, oh, you when, I went,
1: when I went into the. Mm, that was me. When I first went into the Socceroos, um, we had Lucas Neal, who was the captain, and he would get you to stand up on the chair, and it wouldn't matter where you were. Sometimes you're in a. Um, like a big, massive meal room. It's different now because of COVID, but I did mine at um, oh, what's it called, Dalmahoy, Mahoy? Because I was at Edinburgh before Scotland. Oh yeah. Um, Match so sponsors to, on quick,
2: Saturday. Yep,
1: yeah, I had to quickly stand up on the on the <laughs> on the chair, and um, he just fired off quick fire questions. Um, so it would be like favorite soccerroo So you had to name, <laughs> say, no, obviously, probably name someone that was actually Ted, in the spot. Teddy
0: greedy. The goalie yeah. from 1986.
1: There you go. No, he, wasn't, he wasn't my one. Um, but it would be like first club, favorite club, best moment, all these goals. And then he would just like throw one from left field and be like favorite sexual position. Uh, oh. Are you single or married? Um, that, what is it? Uh, kiss someone, kill someone, marry someone? Is that? This is, is getting a, dark. Yeah. yeah and you have to quickly do it and they used to do it on the very first night so you'd hardly met anyone <laughs> and they just go bang straight up in front of all the socceroos who like you'd how looked up you? to sorry how old were you i was t- almost 22 i made my debut on my birthday, hey, 23. 15th, birthday of
3: august. 15th
1: of <laughs> august 2012 good year good year that good couple of months was a good
0: year yeah, what happened in the May of that
1: year? You don't think you've told oh, us okay. before? Um, scored, scored a couple of goals. I, I scored two goals against Hibs in two thousand twelve. You were, you
2: were probably still out from the cup final on the fifteenth of August, weren't you?
1: Uh, from <laughs> almost, from almost beating Liverpool, I was still drunk from almost winning that game. Is that
2: when so, you gave uh, the ball away and the Hearts got knocked out?
1: Yeah, Cammy <laughs> will probably know about that because since he's a big Liverpool fan, he would have been going for, yeah, yeah, for Luis Suarez, but. So make sure when you're in the Socceroos soon, uh, you prepare a song.
0: Yeah, And it has will. to be
1: better than that one.
3: It'll be Follow Me by Uncle Cracker.
0: It will be. Okay.
3: Yeah. Okay. I'll right, video well. <laughs> put up on the podcast. It will be. And you, I'm going to be clicking my fingers just like that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Well, thanks for joining, Cami, and for um, for singing for us, even if, if Ryan started to steal the show a little bit. But he didn't click his finger, so
1: it didn't have the same groove to it, did it? <laughs> He's basically um, saying I was a better singer, weren't you?
0: <laughs> no. Well, well yeah, no, no. Possibly. No. No. no.
2: <laughs> but thank you for coming on, and uh, obviously really good uh, to speak to you, and yeah, good luck in the next game against Rangers in the season ahead.
3: Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. It's been real fun. I appreciate it. Cheers, Cammy. Thanks, Thanks, legend. Thanks, buddy.
2: That was Hearts midfielder Cammy Devlin chatting to us on Scarves Around the Funnel. And I think that was really good fun, Mark.
0: Yeah. Open, honest guy. Kind of came across the way that we hoped he would. And just honestly, he probably goes to bed with a big smile on his face and wakes up with a big smile on his face. Love and life. I, I hope I hope he never loses that. Because McGowan got too big for his boots in, in the early stages. And,
1: and <laughs> give him a rest. <laughs> Bloody yeah. hell. Always coming for me, aren't you?
0: Well, you give as good as you get, son.
1: No, nah, very true. Listeners, if he has... The way he started the last two games or the way he's played the last two games, I think he's got that little bit of a taste for it. And like I said, um, while he was on, once you get that little taste, once you realise... Mm. You know, you can play well, and you know the, the, how good the fans are. You just, you just crave that success constantly, and um, yeah, I think that would be a driving force.
0: He's got behind. something, Ryan, hasn't he? Yeah,
1: yeah, he's he's very good, and um, I think it, well, what I've seen or when I played against him is exactly what he's just brung to to heart. Yep. I'd messaged him a couple of times and said, you know, he was not nervous before he played, but you know, he was just. Like he's kind of touched on coming over to Europe and UK. He's worried about, you know, is a standard? Am I going to fit in? I'm going to fit. I just kept saying to him, just do what you're good at and, and do what you have been doing. Because even Robbie came out and said they they headhunted him. You know, he didn't come on trial or he didn't knock on the door and say, can I have a gig? They, they want him to play the way he has been playing the last couple of seasons. And and that's exactly what he's shown in those two games. And um, long may it continue. Yeah, one of the questions I didn't I didn't mention it specifically,
2: but Mike Bradley had had asked if um, if he, if Cammy eats Duracell batteries because the e- energy he has is phenomenal, and I think um, it, it's something that it just works so well for I think his teammates, but also the crowd. I think everyone gets on board with that, doesn't don't they?
1: Yeah, yeah. I think we always touch on it. You know, that it's that it's the old cliche of you know does the fans kick on to the players or does it the players that kick on to the fans and and he's one of those players that that can get the crowd going or you know him getting in amongst it or winning a tackle or you know chasing a lost cause or just doing something that just gives everyone a little bit of a lift and Mm. um you know like you said he's already got a great rapport with the fans and and he'll feed off that energy he'll know that if he brings that to the table that the fans will then you know reciprocate that back to the players and and it would just be hopefully it just keep coming back and forth and um you know like you said if they keep going the way they are gone then Probably the league will be wrapped up, what, around (laughs) March? (laughs) March, Maybe
0: maybe March. Um, March. Question question for you guys. Kami gets it. You got it. The fact that Hearts are trying to sign these young, hungry players, whether they're on loan or like Benny, whether they've they've signed them. We've gone down a, a road over the last five years where a lot of players haven't got it. Is that what it's all about? Is it is that why we see some teams with superstars maybe don't perform to the level? They're all great individuals, but they don't play as a team. There seems to be something in this this squad right now. Is that because a lot of them get it?
1: Yeah, I think so. And I think again, touching back a little bit when I was at Sydney, Sydney came out and they have a they're pretty proud of it. A no dickhead policy at the club, <laughs> so that they would they would rather pick if a player, you know could enhance the squad, but is known for being a bit of a douche. They just won't sign him because they just don't feel like that will help that group yeah. and the playing style and the coaches. And I think massive credit has to go to Robbie and um, Savage and the coaching staff in picking the players that that are, all have a similar goal. And it's even interesting him, you know, already having a good friendship or a good, um, you know, like he said, uh, they all have similar goals and similar interests. They all know if they they go to their hearts and they play well they're going to have successful times they're going to have be loved by fans they'll be playing at a massive club and that will hopefully boost their careers and, and go on to do bigger and better things and if you have all those players that have that same goal and that same ambition same drive same all on the same page then it's just recipe for success and, and I think we've seen that at the start of the season
2: See we're, we're, we're making progress here you just that was an open goal there when you said a team that you played for had
1: a no dickhead policy and you know, I was could've... waiting for someone to go, Oh, well, why'd you sign there? Bro? Yeah, but look, <laughs> we're, look at this.
2: It's progress. We're, we're coming along. Um, <laughs> thank you, Mark. Thank you, Ryan. Of course, thank you to Kami for joining us this week. And thank you to everyone for tuning in. If you do want to get in touch, you can tweet at Around the Funnel. Or you can email podcast at scarvesaroundthefunnel.co.uk. No game to preview this week. It's international weekend, so uh, good luck to Scotland. Good luck to Ryan and his teammates. Um, even Tom Rogic and whoever else. Any other Celtic players there?
1: No, Martin Boyle.
2: Oh God, yeah. Christ, I forgot him.
1: Yeah, whatever. there's a few. There's a few. Connect uh, Harry Suda, John's John's brother. Yeah, uh, big lad. Who else? Jackson Irvine, Ross County. Dark side.
0: Um, Jackson, well, Jackson Irvin, I commentated him on the weekend for St. Pauli.
1: Yeah, yeah, he's over in Germany at the moment. They're um, all right,
0: they're, they're not a bad side and I, yeah. I love the fact that, you, honestly, you Aussies just, you're, you're not frightened of travelling and I know you've got a lot to do but you're not frightened to go somewhere and try and make a name for yourself. Love that and I, I love yeah. the fact that Aaron, Aaron Hickey's done that with, with Bologna whereas it could have been easy to go to Celtic or whatever. It's a big world yeah. out there. And, and yep. just sometimes out with your own borders, there's a lot yeah. of joy in the success to be had. So well done to, to Jack. Aaron Aaron All
1: right. Um, yeah. Yep. So, so even even for Cammy, I had spoken to him before, or, or while he signed for Hearts and just sort of rattled off those players that not use Scotland as a stepping stone, but it is a great window and a great platform. I prefer to use the term platform than um, stepping stone to, you know, go and if you go do well, it opens doors for, national teams uh, he's not Australian okay. but yeah. let's
2: let's no. just let's just start reeling off footballers can, yeah. can oh, we go no now Jesus.
0: Right. can, bye.
1: can, bye. can bye. we go now right Good thanks luck. all bye bye <laughs> see you, Guys, see you bye. later on see you. bye bye I come from a land down under Played it till my fingers bled. <laughs> it was the summer of 69. Me and some guys from school had a band, we had and, and, band we and we tried real, real hard. hard.
2: I'm stranger, baby, I'm not scared. I'm singing, follow me, everything is alright.